Now, more tips with your host, Rebecca Rogers. Remember that in our program, we present our opinion and the opinion of our guest, and is not to be interpreted as medical advice. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Lifestyle Improvement for part three of our interview with Susan Roberts. Ms. Roberts studied occupational therapy at Boston University, theology at Harvard University, and nutrition at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She studied five element theory of traditional Chinese medicine at the Tao of Healing Center in New York City. Ms. Roberts has been an instructor of occupational therapy and practice at Eastern Kentucky University and New York Institute of Technology. She is also the author of the books, Biomechanics, Problem Solving for Occupational Therapy, Kinesiology, Movement in the Context of Activity, My Kid Eats Everything, A Journey from Picky to Adventurous Eating, and The Food Explorer's Passport. She is currently working under contract with Norton Publishing to write Sustainable Health, a book about how we can develop five habits of eating, playing, sleeping, working, and loving to radically transform health. And now, here is our guest, Susan Roberts, and our host, Rebecca Rogers. There's a lot of things to pay attention to, but I think that the heart of it here is whatever you decide to give your child, and hopefully it will be a healthy choice, take the time to spend time to eat it and make it a moment of special bonding because it is an important time that you can use to build the relationship, not just with the food, but with you, right? (laughs) Right. It is. I mean, there's really, um, there's nothing that can match, um, that can match that. Absolutely. Um, I think, and, and that's, but it's got to be pleasurable and it's got to be, um, I, I often say that the number one reason that we eat together, that we eat is, is, is for the social. So I, I make the social piece, the main part, and then the nutrition will follow. If you are enjoying your food and the child watches you enjoy the food, then they, you know, there's usually something they can eat. You know, you have to have something that they'll eat at every meal. And maybe it's, you know, for some families, it may be a bowl of goldfish crackers that is passed around the table like a bread plate. But as long as if you want the child to take a no thank you bite, then you better put a goldfish cracker on your plate and eat it. And some night they get lucky. Some nights they get lucky and the whole family eats Kraft macaroni and cheese out of a box. You know, other family members get lucky and it's fish or, you know, something that 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 maybe you don't want to eat, but it's their lucky night. We all get a lucky night at the dinner table. So we did talk about sugar. You mentioned it a little bit. A little bit. Now, sugar is a huge issue Mm. for kids and adults. Oh, yes. Oh, (laughs) Why should we consider other options instead of sugar? And what are some of the healthier options that you suggest we should consider? Well, the number one reason that I would say that we need to watch sugar is that diabetes type 2 is an epidemic and it's a pediatric epidemic and it and it used to only be people 65 and older that got it. 
and now it's a pediatric epidemic. We're also looking at all sorts of chronic uh, liver disease in children. Um, and uh, I, adults do respond to medication. Children don't respond to the medication for liver disease. So uh, I mean, basically, usually the rule of thumb is you have 20 years of life expectancy after you're diagnosed with diabetes type 2. So if you're 65, that's not bad. But if you're 10, that's really bad. That's 30, number one, for kids in particular. For adults, Alzheimer's is called diabetes type 3. So, you know, there's a lot of really good health reasons. Um, it's remarkable when you cut sugar, just sugar out of the diet. And I mean, by sugar, I mean uh, honey, molasses, uh, and the artificial sweeteners all have issues too. So, you know, we, we cut sweets. Sweets are great sometimes, but not every day. There are sometimes food, not an everyday food. And, and, there's, and sugar makes things taste good. If we used sugar the way we used salt, we wouldn't be in trouble. You know, we use sugar by the cupful, not by the shakerful. And um, a little sugar goes a long way and can make food taste really good. And we want our food to taste good. So I'm not, you know, saying we never eat sugar again. But I do recommend, and this is the, the simple habit I recommend uh, for eating, and that is to take a 30-day detox. No sugar, no flour, no alcohol. Hopefully the children aren't drinking alcohol anyway. But, um, but no sugar, no flour, no alcohol and um, you take a 30-day uh, detox. And then um, oftentimes in 30 days, people see turnarounds in health. I mean, things that you never associated with the sugar, like the hip pain or the, um, you know, uh, skin issues or, um, you know, eye issues. All kinds of things can be affected. Um, and so sometimes all of a sudden, you know, you didn't even know necessarily you had a symptom until it went away and it can go away in a 30 day period with that kind of a, a detox. Um, forget about the fruit and the cleanse and all. just get rid of that, you know, um, and, and fruits are sweet. And once you take sugar out of the equation, the fruits taste sweeter because if you've ever eaten something sweet and then eaten a fruit, it tastes sour. Even a sweet ripe fruit tastes sour. So getting sugar out, um, a huge health health issue. Now the addiction piece, and this is the piece I finally had to come to terms with when I talk about that division of responsibility, is that a lot of the kids are only eating sugar. And if you take sugar out of their diet, they're not eating anything at all. So what I have begun uh, experimenting with and recommending is that you start with desserts and you make them only at home, which means that you cut the sugar in half and you make sure there's plenty of eggs and butter in it if, you know, you, unless there's an allergy. But if you're not putting eggs and butter in, which are both huge, wonderful nutrients that are going to grow neurons and, and the myelin that makes neurons fire well and the cell walls. And I mean, you know, these are really important foods. Um if you cut the sugar in half and you make things with with eggs and butter and going to, you know, if they only eat Chips Ahoy or the brand, because they're very brand specific, 
you, again, you bring that to the table, you know, you only bring single servings of dessert to the table. Everything else you can have seconds, but desserts are a single serving. And uh, this is Ellen Satter's rules and I love them. Um, but you bring a single serving. So if you've got five people in the family and, and everybody gets two cookies and you bring a plate of 10 cookies out and you've got the child that says, no, I'm not going to eat it. It's not Chips Ahoy. You better believe that when you say that's fine, more for the rest of us, that the other siblings at the table and the other people are going to be like measuring like microscopic measurements to make sure everybody gets their fair share of the two cookies that the child turned down. You can't watch that happen too many times before you say, wait, that's my food and I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And if once you've had a really good dessert made with, you know, butter and eggs and flour, and when you cut the sugar in half so you can really taste the butter and the eggs, the other stuff doesn't taste so good anymore. And, and sometimes kids will refuse it, but sugar addiction's no joke. This is your host, Rebecca, and now we will take a short break and we will be right back with more ideas on lifestyle improvement. What if there was a way to help your struggling child perform better academically? Would you pick up the phone and call? Lifestyle Improvement Occupational Therapy Services in Puyallup, Washington, supports wellness and optimal educational performance. Instead of just reteaching information, we endeavor to identify the possible root causes for your child's learning difficulties. We offer targeted testing to assist in the creation of an individualized plan and provide you with the brain training tools that can help improve academic performance. Visit our website at www.lifestyleimprovement.com or give us a call today at 877-957-7387, extension 101. That again is 877-957-7387, extension 101, for an initial free phone consultation. Lifestyle Improvement Occupational Therapy. We're ready to partner with parents and to help your child succeed. But sugar addiction's no joke. It isn't. And, and like you just said, I guess the summary of what I hear you saying there is that you have to start somewhere. And when yeah. you start is taking the time to cook something that's healthier, like dessert at home. And then you probably add that enjoyment piece of socialness to it. Right. You can cook it. Yeah. And you, any recipe, just about, I have very rarely found a recipe that uh, the first time I bake it, I cut the sugar in half and and people rave about the flavor. Mm, I get positive outcomes. Very rarely is the occasionally now sometimes I'll get a recipe once. I think this happened to me. I got a recipe from somebody who'd already cut the sugar in half and then I, of course, cut it in half again. That wasn't so great. I mean, it was still good, but it was more like a biscotti, you know, like you'd want with coffee and not necessarily a dessert. But so, Susan, when are you coming up with the recipe book? <laughs> I need to have one. I know. You do. That's that's the next show. I'm going to that when I turn in this and I'll say the next one, sustaining, you know, eating for sustainable health. That would be a good cookbook. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So like I said, that's the next, that's the next program yeah, we have I'd coming. So, that. Yeah. So you be better, great. you better get going. Okay, I will. <laughs> so what are some options then for, for sugar instead of sugar? What are some options that you recommend for parents to use? 
I think that um, if you've got a child who only eats sugar, you're probably going to have to start with the cooking desserts to get them, you know, and then I would maybe even add vegetables, you know, like they talk about sneaking vegetables and don't sneak the vegetables in. Make sure the kid knows that they're in there. And then, you know, if it tastes good in brownies, maybe they'll try it in something else. You know, they'll try it with butter on the plate um, or in a cheese sauce or something. Um, but in terms of alternatives, fruits. So I would say fruits and dried fruits are your number one, you know, substitute. Um, both of those have fiber in them. So that's going to help. And again, thinking of sugar as a sometimes food, not as an everyday food. I, I think if you say I'm never going to eat sugar again, it's a guaranteed binge. There's going to be binging either before the diet or, you know, you're going to go off the diet and binge. I mean, it's a, a setup to binge. Um, but um, to say I'm, you know, on, you know, Fridays where we, you know, or Sundays we have a layer cake, you know, uh, or cookies, homemade cookies or something like that, you know, make it something really special. Um, and in the meantime, um, cinnamon is sweet and it's also a, a fiber. And so it, it's, it's a great, uh, great way to do it. So, so think about the different, the carrots are sweet. You know, there's a lot of things that are sweet and almost all vegetables, if you cook them a little bit longer, um, will caramelize and, and, you know, the, whatever sugar is in them, certainly potatoes and those kinds of things. Um, and I actually, there's a wonderful cookbook called the healthy mind cookbook. And I can't remember right offhand who wrote it, but it's, um, it's an excellent cookbook. And she talks about her grandmother told her when you cook, you need to make sure you pay attention to F A S S. If you want to make anything taste good, you have to have fat, acid, sugar, and salt. And she purposefully, when she teaches cooking classes, will dump extra salt into something someone's cooking. And then they have to use the fat acid and the sugar to work their way out of that. You know, like she purposefully unbalances it so that they can learn how to balance it. And I found that really helpful. So sometimes now I will put a teaspoon of maple sugar or syrup or a teaspoon. I have birch syrup that my brother gave me that I love. It has a really distinct flavor. I might add that to some vegetables or I might add that to something. It just gives it that little extra oomph and it's not enough to cause a problem. If we ate, if we all ate the eight to 10 teaspoons a day that the, um, the World Health Organization only recommends eight teaspoons a day and the uh, USDA recommends 10 teaspoons a day. Um, you can still get into trouble eating that much every day. Um, if you watch the sugar, that sugar film, he does the 10 teaspoons a day and uh, does it all with health foods for, for 30 days. And he gets, it, it doesn't do him any good, but um, most of us eat way more than that. So beginning to think about reining it in to that eight teaspoons a day is a huge, you know, it's a huge deal. Eating more fruit is really a great way to, you know, do that. Absolutely. So thank you, Susan. I hope that the listeners are going to have their lunch today 
and be very thoughtful about what they're putting in their mouth and and what it means and how grateful and, and enjoy the moment. In your book, The Food Explorer's Passport, you also mm-hmm. mentioned some of these guidelines of mealtime. You want to go ahead right. and, and quickly kind of go over that? This is your host, Rebecca, and now we will take a short break and we will be right back with more ideas on lifestyle improvement. As a caregiver, you spend your days caring for the needs of someone else. But what are you doing to help yourself? In our Caregiver Survival 101 workshop, we teach you the self-help skills that will empower you to be healthier and more productive. Do you feel tired, overwhelmed, have difficulty sleeping? Do you feel isolated? All this could be signs of caregiver stress. Chronic stress can impact your health adversely and ultimately cause irreversible and unwanted physical problems. Take a step towards your own personal care. A healthy caregiver is a better caregiver. You owe it to yourself and your loved ones to do what is needed to stay healthy today. Go to www.caregiversurvival101.com. That again is www.caregiversurvival101.com. And discover how we can help you help yourself. Or call 877-957-7387, extension 101. That again is 877-957-7387, extension 101. Caregiver Survival 101. Because care starts with you. Basically, it's just the the being aware that as an adult, you're in charge of what, when, where, and how the meal. But the child, because it's their body, is responsible for what, if they're going to eat, and how much. Um, so they they can pick and choose from what you've offered them. You need to be aware that you need to offer them something that they will eat um, and that there needs to be enough of them f- for them to feel satisfied. But again, you know, we were just talking about making that connection to the food. If it's something you love and if it's something you can get by on a lot less kids get by on a lot less food, especially between the ages of two and seven or eight. They only gain one or two pounds a year and they are play is much more important for them that's where they're really getting their nourishment and their growth from is from that that place. So they can get by on a lot less food than we think is possible, but probably all of us can get by on a lot less food. Um, but so in the Food Explorer's Passport, it is simply um, following those rules. And then we let the child decide, you know, as they explore new foods, you know, um, what are you going to do with it? And the, the first option is to give it to the dog. Um, and I always say we, you know, all, all good researchers test the lab animal first, see what happens to them. Um, and if you have, don't have a real dog and real dogs do love this game, but if you don't have a real dog, you can use a stuffed dog or a pretend dog. They, they work just as well, but it's a way for the child to have an interaction with the food where they don't have to get it anywhere really close to them. And for kids who gag when something's on the table, it's a great way to get it off the table for them. Um, and then, you know, they progressively, um, touch it and, uh, you know, so you're looking at it, you're touching it, you're smelling it, you're tasting it. And the last thing that we do is we, we find out what it sounds like when we chew it, but they are the, they decide how far they're going to take it. They, you know, they're in charge of what, 
means they're going to explore food. And the other thing I always recommend to families is try a new food once a week as a family. You know, like if you're in a restaurant, order some weird appetizer and everybody can try it. And you can demonstrate like this whole process of, you know, like you look at it and you poke it and touch it and, you know, maybe smell it. And, and, you know, how does it feel on my lips? You know, there's a whole process before it ever gets into your mouth. And, And it's a great way to have fun as a family and you might order something and everybody hates it. You know, I mean, I, my mom wanted us to eat liver my whole growing up um, and she would cook it all different kind of ways. And once she cooked it with, I don't know, it had a wheat germ. I don't know. She cooked it. It was so bad. Not only did she, we never ate it, but she didn't eat it. And the dog (laughs) refused to eat it. (laughs) That And we, you know, we still talk about that. You know, we still talk about that. And then, of course, we all grew up and we all started cooking liver. We liked liver. You know, she never forgave us for eating liver as adults. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were just finding ways to making it taste good, right? So that was the exploration. You were just, you had this need from childhood to find a way to make liver taste good. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I tell you, the sensory piece of food is huge. And thank you for giving us just a small window. Like I said, you're going to have to come back to see us again. Oh, yeah. But Susan, I can really see. Oh, absolutely. I can really see why we're, you're just not an OT and a, a nutritionist and you have a theology degree from Harvard. It's obvious you have so much information to share. Well, so thank you so much. Thank you so much, so much. Well, thank oh, you so much you. for getting a chance to talk about it. It was really great. Absolutely. And I do hope you come back to see us, but oh, yeah. uh, or I, you come back to talk to us. So now that we're getting ready to go, Would you be so kind to just give us one gem? I always ask my listeners to give, if you had to pack all of your knowledge into just a simple couple of words that the caregivers can take with them about the wisdom of food and how to use it with their children in a positive way, what would that be? Have fun. Oh, beautiful. Have fun. Beautiful. You see? You see? There you go. It's right on the tip of your yeah. tongue. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's my rule, you know, have fun. Yes. And fun I, I struggle with doing it sometimes myself. I lose my way, but that's really it. Have fun. You know, I mean, it's like we only get, we have a short time. We only get to go this, yes. you never get another yes. shot to go back again. It's like, have fun with every moment. If you can do every that, moment. then you know, every moment. absolutely be, you are be present, live a blessed life. If you can do that and you will bless absolutely. other people as well. Absolutely. Be thoughtful, be aware, be present and have fun and in the moment. Have fun. Have fun. <laughs> Yay. We had fun today. So Susan, you want to tell people where the name of your website and where they can buy the books and go ahead and list them again for them so that they can, you know, know what to look for because they're in amazon.com as well. Correct. Right. I think uh, amazon.com has all of them that are still in print, which is the kinesiology book, which is really textbook. My kid eats everything. And uh, the Food Explorer's Passport are both available on Amazon.com. And that's the place to get them. Uh, I have a website, so SusanLRoberts.com. And it is um, 
I, I need to do some revisions in it, but it certainly gives people a way to contact me. And I'm always happy to get emails um, and always happy to, um, I, you contact me through the website, I think. Um, I'm always happy to get emails and, uh, and, you know, talk with people if they've got, you know, want some more ideas or I do do some consulting with people over the phone and that kind of thing. And so that's certainly available. And uh, as I say, I, I need to do, um, when I finish this manuscript for sustainable health, then I'm going to revise my website, but it, it needs a little work right now, but, but you can contact me through it. So always happy to have that. Fantastic. So if you want to talk and hear more about what Susan has to say, go to SusanLRoberts.com. And you have a pretty nice blog there as well, packed with information that I would certainly tell people that they need to go and look at because I was... I was pretty excited to see some of the stuff you have there. Yeah, there's some nice resources from the courses I've taught. I like to make those available to therapists. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And caregivers. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. And we hopefully will see you again. And thank you for everything. And thank you. Thank you so much. You have been wonderful. So thank you. Remember that in our program, we present our opinion and the opinion of our guest and is not to be interpreted as medical advice. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Lifestyle Improvement for part three of our interview with Susan Roberts. Ms. Roberts studied occupational therapy at Boston University, theology at Harvard University, and nutrition at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She studied five-element theory of traditional Chinese medicine at the Tao of Healing Center in New York City. Ms. Roberts has been an instructor of occupational therapy and practice at Eastern Kentucky University and New York Institute of Technology. She is also the author of the books Biomechanics, Problem Solving for Occupational Therapy, Kinesiology, Movement in the Context of Activity, My Kid Eats Everything, A Journey from Picky to Adventurous Eating, and The Food Explorer's Passport. She is currently working under contract with Norton Publishing to write Sustainable Health, a book about how we can develop five habits of eating, playing, sleeping, working, and loving to radically transform health. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Lifestyle Improvement. And don't forget to join your host, Rebecca Rogers, again for more tips on lifestyle improvement.